would Christmas be Christmas without all of the lights? I mean, without the lights on your tree and the lights that light up houses, would Christmas even be Christmas? I feel like what makes Christmas is the lights. I'm your host, Essence, and welcome to the 12 Days of Christmas. guys so when I was a little kid I mainly grew up in apartment buildings it was it was not until I was about um, 15 years old that my family finally moved into a house Um, but even then my mom did not decorate the outside of our house with lights or anything and so I always loved like when I was driving on the road seeing all of the houses that had lights and everyone would put their lights up in their particular like style or fashion like some people just go go for like the white lights just very you know, proper trim, you know, straight lights. And then some people went for the colorful lights. Some people would put lights on their trees, on their on their lawn. And then some people would put lights in different places. And so I loved how the lights would kind of express, um, you know, the character of that family. You know, a lot of people put lights up in so many different ways. And sometimes we would even go on little drives around the neighborhood to look at lights. And some people went off. And we all know those, those houses every year that they just like, go all out on the lights in front of their house. Actually, last year, the first time that I ever saw this was um, somebody had, so you know those laser lights that they have now where it's just like one big light and then it it puts like, it projects dots or whatever on the house or sometimes it's like different types of lasers or lines. You know what I'm talking about. The first time that I ever saw this particular thing was last year where they had Um, it's almost like a light projection onto their garage. And this is right by my cousin's house. And it was a countdown to Christmas. And it also had like Christmas music playing, but I I don't know how they did it, but it was Christmas music playing outside. You can literally hear it walking by or in your car. And there was a live countdown to Christmas that was happening through a projection on the people's garage. It was so, it was honestly so cool. Um, But I say all of that to say that I loved looking at all of these lights and I thought to myself when I have like my own house I want to have lights and you know this is how it could be and whatever and then the time comes when you actually do have your your own house and you're like eh like you know that's a lot it's a lot of work and it's cold outside and the electricity bill and like x y and z and all these different things right but that all changed this year because this year um the neighbor to my left has had his lights um, him and his, his family, they don't, they're not Christians. As far as I know, we've been living in our home for quite some time now. And I don't think that they're Christians, but the neighbors to my right, they're also not Christians. They're, I believe that they're Sikh and they have lights. So the neighbor to my left has lights. The neighbor to my right has lights. Neither of them are Christians, but the Christians in the middle have no lights on their house. So, um, the Sikh neighbors, my Indian neighbors to my right, they celebrate Diwali, which is a you know festival of lights, celebration of lights, and so they always put up lights for Diwali, and um, they just leave them up for Christmas because like you might as well, right? So um, people have lights, and I told my husband I was like, listen, our neighbors have lights, and we're the Christians, and we have no lights. It, it, it just looks away. If anybody was supposed to have lights, it's supposed to be us. Even worse, we live on a court or some people call it a cul-de-sac. And so my street is just like a roundabout. And so when you turn onto my street, like all of the houses that have 
lights or anything up like your eyes are completely drawn to them and I was like we are the Christians and we just have no lights like if there's any time that we can freely proclaim that Jesus is our savior and we worship him and we love him like now is the time and we're just like putting up a wreath or something you know so this year we we changed everything and made it happen and we have like you know lights up now I mean it's not like you know, crazy. Your house is not trimmed crazy, but we have, you know, some lights projecting on the house and we have our Christmas trees um, out front with lights on it. And so now I feel like, yeah, like we need to be letting our light shine. This, this makes a lot more sense now. Now, when it comes to light, where did they even come from? How did they come about in the first place? Because as far as I've known, lights have just always been a thing, but let's get into the history of Christmas lights in the first place. So generally what used to happen is families would um, set up their Christmas light, Christmas tree, and then they would all go down um, by candlelight and look at the tree and kind of, um, you know, just appreciate the season. And then they would blow their candles out. Now, what they would do in their homes is sometimes people would be trying to light candles right beside the tree or on the tree and the candles were starting fires. So... Uh, this is all back in the 1800s, by the way. So the first, now the first Christmas lights were invented in 1882 by a man named Edward Johnson. And he was actually a friend of the light bulb inventor, say it with me, Thomas Edison. Okay. So he didn't necessarily introduce the idea of using lights for Christmas to celebrate Christmas, but it was more so wanting to um, first of all, offset the fires that were happening and also just bring warmth to the winter season. Now, the thing is back in the 1800s, not everybody had electricity. Most people didn't have electricity. And so people didn't really trust it and it was expensive and different things like that. So he was also trying to get people into using electricity. And because the winter time becomes so dark, people can use the lights to bring a little warmth to the season and a little bit of light. So that's actually how it started. Um, now people would also use the candles, um, that they would take with them to go look at the trees with their families, um, as a way to signify the light of Jesus. And so usually what would happen when these families would go down is the patriarch of the family, the dad or the grandpa would be the one to light the candles. And then they would all, you know, do whatever they do by the tree and then blow them all out. So he pretty much wanted to make, Edward Johnson pretty much wanted to make, um, the light aspect of it permanent instead of. The candles and so obviously since then it has evolved it has grown into what we know and love today of and what we take advantage to be quite quite frank as just christmas lights in canadian tire in walmart and anywhere you can get them you know different colors different shapes warm cool on a tree pre-lit all this different stuff we you know it's just so normal to us but can you imagine living back in the day and like lighting candles and fire starting? Like it's just nuts. So that's where Christmas tree, Christmas lights came from. It didn't start with trying to make it about Jesus, but thankfully some people did kind of use it as a way to um, signify that Jesus is the light of the world and he's coming. Now, the most important light during the Christmas season is of course the star. Um, some people put a star on the tree, but some people put like angels or Santa or different things like that. I personally love the star, um, not only because it looks better, but also because, you know, the star really signifies the birth of Jesus. So a little history about behind the star is that the star on top of the tree symbolizes the star of Bethlehem, also called the Christmas star, which is the star that led the wise man known as the Magi to Bethlehem and revealed the birth of Jesus. The Magi followed the star that stopped above, above the location where Jesus was born. So 
So I'm just going to read the scripture, Matthew 2, 1 to 2, which says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. And it goes on to talk about Herod. And uh, we all know that he wanted to kill all of the newborn babies and he didn't want there to be any king outside of him. So I'm just going to actually go all the way down to verse seven, where it says, then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring him back, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him too. But we both know he, he didn't want to worship him. He wanted to kill Jesus. When they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star, which they had seen in the east, went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they, re they, when they, saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And the story continues. And you can read that on your own. But the star was pretty much what was leading the wise men to Jesus. And we know that he they brought him gifts of frankincense, myrrh, and gold. And so the history of the star is something that really makes me think this is where Jesus is. You know, the light, not only the the light on top of your tree or the star on top of your tree, but also the light, the lights outside of your home for me this year, it really kind of resonated with me that this is where Jesus dwells. He dwells in our homes, he dwells in our hearts. And as Christians, we should be projecting that we should be proclaiming that um again we always say here on the podcast during the 12 days of christmas that christmas has been commercialized and you know the real meaning of the season has been taken out of taken out of context but i really believe that um even if you don't have like a house to put up lights or a star on top of the tree that you can make the light and the star inside of you shine this season and you can actually proclaim what's inside of you and your testimony and i'm just going to read for you a quick scripture that says no one when he has lit a lamp covers it with a vessel or puts it under a bed but sets it on a lampstand that those who enter may see the light and that's the whole thing the light that shines in us the fact that we love jesus that we um, we're saved by grace. That should be proclaimed this season. And I think this is such a perfect time to do that. Some people may be a little bit timid about sharing Jesus, or you may be timid about sharing Jesus with your family. But I think I think the way that you can actually let your light shine this Christmas is to get with your family and be like, listen, guys, um, I just, you know, want to let you guys know I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. And, you know, you may be sitting with your family, you may be on a Zoom call, who knows. But um, the reason why we're gathered here today eating and celebrating Christmas is because of Jesus. And I want for you guys what I have. And that's the joy of the Lord, the salvation of Jesus. And that's the real meaning of the season. And just, you know, share your testimony in a nice, soft way when your family's all like nice and warm and cozy with, you know, all the Christmas celebrations. And you might just be saying this to, to some people in your household who um, are not um, saved or they're not Christians, or you may just be saying this to, um, you know, one parent or your siblings or whoever you're celebrating Christmas with this year. But I think that this particular time, especially in 2020 with all that has been happening is the perfect time to let your light shine, to proclaim that the reason for the season really is Jesus. And that as Christians, we have this light inside of us and that they can have the light inside of them too.
We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. We look forward to counting down the 12 days of Christmas with you. And don't forget, we are releasing a new episode every single day until Christmas Eve. So tune in again tomorrow and thanks for listening. Bye.